0: All right, so like Zach said, uh, it's my first sermon, and first off, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, I just want to tip my hat hop- off to Zach, because I don't know how you do this every week, man. I was stressing over this, dude, so hats off to you, man. All right, so since it's my first sermon, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and uh, how I got here, and uh, I'll give you a couple stories, let me think. All right, I got one story, so... Uh, these are gonna be around friends, this is based around some of my friends, you're gonna understand why, I'll get to that in a little bit, so. Uh, oh man, this was a crazy one, so, me and my friends, we decided to take a trip, and we go to this island, and, well, okay, let me let me back up a little bit. We decided to go to a different island, but we went to a, a, a random island that we got caught up in, uh, don't ask how we got there, long story, long story. Um, We get there and basically these people don't like us at all. They hate us. It's me and about eight of my friends. And uh, they don't like us so much that we get in a fight. And we get duked up pretty bad. And so what I found out after is uh, I wouldn't be here without one of my friends. And what he did was pretty wild. I don't know if I would have done it myself. So basically, I'm going to shorten it down for you, but what happened was, and, you know, I'm quoting this guy, so, oh, man, I don't even know how to explain it. So he goes, we're all dead. We're not dead, but I'm, I'm not dead. I'm still alive, by the way. Um, but we <laughs> we get beat up pretty bad, and he's the only one left up. And so what happens is there's another dude that really doesn't like us. And so he goes, and he's like, I'm going to kill you all you guys. And my friend's like, no, I do not want that, I cannot have that. I love my friends too much to do that. And so he goes, kill me instead. Kill me and leave all my friends. And so basically what happens is the guy goes, all right, all right, all right, here, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. If you take all the pain that your friend, and he pointed to me, just endured it in that battle, I will leave your friends alone. And this is the crazy part. So what happens is he goes to me I'm I'm on the ground. Like picture me like this. I'm dead like that. So, um, and he goes and he takes this giant bubble. This giant bubble. And so, again, I'm 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 dead on the ground. So, this is what he says. And so he goes. You know what? I don't think you understand what's going on right now. So the guy to my friend goes. Here, I'll give you a little taste. And my friend takes and goes. The way he describes it, goes, it's the most unbearable pain in the world. And so he takes the rest out, and it's this, I mean, it fills up the room, basically, the way way this bubble looks. And uh, he says that without a second, he decided to go after it. And uh, one of my other friends wakes up, and he sees that my friend's just standing here, basically dead. He's basically dead. And uh, he goes, dude, what happened? He goes, oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. And uh, he goes, dude, we gotta tell Alex, man. Otherwise, you know, we gotta find revenge or something. He goes, No, don't tell him. I'll kill you if you tell him. Um and so, long story short, without my friend, I wouldn't be here. Um, let me go through another story, actually. Another story is that I, when I was super young, when I was super young, I was about 10, 12, somewhere around there. We uh <laughs> I went to this school where they basically paired us or they put us in a tribe of three and we had a we had a teacher. All right, weird guy, dude. Weird guy. All right. He had one eye covered and his his his, his mouse was covered too. Don't ask, don't ask. It's weird. So um I actually get paired up with this girl I'm crushing on. I she's super fire. She had pink hair too. I don't know why. I'm digging the pink hair though. Um and and the other dude I pair up with is the dude I absolutely hate the most, right? Um, some might call him my rival, but long story short, we get paired up, and my, my team goes against my teacher, and so he goes, here, and he, he dangles bells in there. He goes, if you guys if you guys could get these, you guys win, and uh, I was super eager. I was like, all right, I'm going for it. I'm going to get it. And I'm just going to beat them up. I'm going to beat them up for it. That's easy. Just take some bells, you know? Simple as that. Uh, long story short, I failed. And uh, I got tied up. I got tied up and what? Yeah, teacher tied me up around, around a pole with my with my arms. Um, and then he goes, <laughs> he goes, all right, it's lunchtime now. Everybody can eat. Both of you can eat besides Alex. Alex can't eat if you feed Alex, everybody goes back to preschool, essentially. So, he goes, and my friend, well, not my friend, but the dude I hated the most, who we paired up with, he he basically looks at me, and he goes, here, dude, take some. It won't work if you are starving, because you'll suck even more, and I go, all right, fair enough, and I start eating, and then my friend, or Then the girl I was crushing on, she also hands me over. And she's like, here you go, here you go, have some too. Like I wanna make sure you're good to go. And so we (laughs) eat, we eat. I eat and then out of nowhere, my my teacher pops back up. And he goes, you fed him. And, And we go, oh crap, we're in trouble now. And so he goes, but congrats, you guys pass. And what he said next will forever mark me. This is what I remember for the rest of my life. He says, those who break the rules, are trash, but those who leave their friends behind are worse than trash. And as you guys already know, I heard some people say. Unfortunately, that was not me. No, that was not me. Those are very popular TV shows. Animes, I will say. Uh, One Piece and Naruto. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that after. But but that being said, that being said, um, I thought about this as I, was pre- or as I was getting ready for my sermon, and I wondered, like, why was that sticking with me? Um, and what I realized is that's, you know, that's the kind of character that I want to show when I'm going for each other. Well, not for each other, but when I'm there for my friends. And basically that intro was a long story short to say that the culture that we're trying to create here at Revival is that we want to be there for each other. Now, I think that requires two things. I think two things are required to be there for each other. Um, One thing is love. And the second thing is grace. I think those are the two biggest things that we need to instill in order to be there for each other. So, with that being said, let's get into it. Um, The first one I want to go into is love. Now, love is an interesting topic. Would you all agree? You know? people love different things. I love bacon. Some people love their wife. Some people love a good book. So, well, you know, <laughs> um, and I just want to show to you before all of that enemy happened thousands of years ago, we had a story like some of those. Um, now I'm going to be going into Luke chapter 10 and we're going to be going through verse 30 to 35. All right. If you guys know, or if you guys have done your readings, that is the story of the Good Samaritan. Um, so, basically, a little background is there's this uh, this guy who he was called a lawyer. He was a teacher of the law. Now, back in the day, a lawyer was a little different than what it is nowadays. Uh, a teacher of the he he taught what you need to do in order to survive and be well, be a good person essentially. So, um, back in the day, he met this guy Jesus, and he was like, "Man, I don't really believe him." So he comes up to him and he goes, "Hey, what is the what what do I need to do to get eternal life?" And so Jesus asks him like, "Well, what do you need to do?" And so he answers a couple questions, and the dude goes, "Yeah, but what is my neighbor?" He kind of asked like to love your neighbor. And so Jesus is like, "Well, you need to love your neighbor." Na- obviously, yes, that's I agree. And so he goes, "Well, who's my neighbor?" Who's my neighbor? And Jesus comes with this and uh, This is Jesus' reply. He says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And for those of you who don't know, Jerusalem to Jericho, that's not a place you want to walk through. That is not a, you know, you don't, that's not like Beverly Hills. You don't stroll through it because you want to go sightseeing or whatever. Like, if you're going Jerusalem to Jericho, you are not, you're there for strictly business. You're like, I'm getting there, I'm getting out. Um, And when he was traveling that way, he got attacked by robbers. They shook his clothes, they beat him to death. No, they didn't beat him to death, but they beat him almost to death. And he was left there on the ground. And he goes, a priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Um, and so, too, a Levite also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. So, for you, you guys to know, a priest and a Levite, those were basically the, go- the best of the best. Those were like, if you needed help or you were in, in trouble, those are the people you wanted. Like That's like getting Johnny and Zach walking down the, the, the road and them seeing on the ground. But Zach and Johnny would always help, no doubt. But these guys were like, no, no, I, I think I'm good. I, I got places to be. I got a, I got a sermon to teach. Um, and just to, just to picture it, like the road was like this right here. You see this right here? This was the road. So picture a guy on the ground right here, just dead. And so the priest walks down and he goes, ooh, you know, walk around this way. And he kind of like st- has to step over the guy. That's how close it is. That's how small the road is. So it wasn't like he didn't see him or he didn't, like igno- he didn't notice him. He clearly saw him and then just went on, went on with his path. And so what happened next, he goes, but a Samaritan who, how do I describe Samaritan? A Samaritan is like, I'll, I'll make it personal for me. A Samaritan is like me, an Eagles fan. I see a Cowboys fan on the ground. Very hard for me, very hard for me, very hard for me. Or that's like someone being a fan of Jacob from the Twilight. I don't know if you guys, you guys read Twilight. Being a fan of Jacob, seeing a fan of, of Edward on the ground. That's, that's, that's basically what it's like. They were hated by almost everybody. Everybody hated them, And the Samaritan's hated him back. So the Samaritan saw this dude on the ground. And he said, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went on to he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, which is like greenbacks, like some cash. He took out cash um, and gave them to the innkeeper, and he said, "Look after him," he said, "and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have." So. Basically, you have this dude who is on this side. Everybody hates him, nobody likes him. And then you have this dude on the ground who, if he saw him in an inn Not Dead, he would hate him. He'd be like, oh no, I don't like you. And so what he did is he helped him, and not only did he help him, he went even further and said, you know what? Get him a room, and if he goes over it, I will cover it. I'll cover anything that he, he pays for or anything he tries to buy. And I don't know about you, but for me uh, uh especially money nowadays, that's a big thing for me. You know it's like, hey, hey, you know, I love you, but forty five dollars I don't love you forty five dollars you know you know what i mean like that's that's a little too much for me. I don't know about you, but that's something that's something that i uh I hold near and dear, and that was the part that really struck me is like this guy said, no matter what was needed, I will take care of it, and I really feel like that just shows the love that he had for others, and so that I think what we need to get out of that is, if we are truly walk out in this, in love, and be there for each other, we are going to have to love the hardest to love. It's, it's easy. It's easy to love your parents, and it's easy to love your friends. That's, those are easy parts, you know? I hang out with them, and I could be with them because I want to be with them. Now, you have to see where you don't like hanging out with people. You know, you're, Maybe your younger brother. You know, your younger brother's like, oh, man, he's really pissing me off today. Hey, trust me. I have a younger sister. She gets to me sometimes too. So, um, or a, you got a classmate, maybe, or you got someone. You know, just walk in the street. Those are the people that we really need to see, and we really need to be after when we are trying to love someone. Now, the second part is grace. Now, grace is a interesting word because when I first saw the word grace, I thought of Amazing Grace. You guys know that song, Amazing Grace. Oh, God, I shouldn't have sang, but whatever. Um, But that's the first song I thought of. And I was reading more and more into it. And once I saw what grace truly is, is grace is not doing something because you have to. It's doing something because you want to. If you have to do it, it's not grace. Unfortunately, it's not grace. True grace is when you want to do it and you want to be there for them. So... The next book I'll be going into is Matthew chapter seven. Um, and this one's another popular one. Get my papers all set up, all right. So with that being said, this one is chapter seven, verse one through five. It's titled Judging Others in my book. You know, in different books, it's different. So it says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly through your own eye. And then you'll be able to help your brother, essentially. So... With that being said is I believe in this passage, it's more than just being like, oh, look at what you're doing. Look at what you do and and don't judge others. I think there's more than that. I think God in that passage is trying to say, hey, I want you to help people. I want you to be there and I want you to help your friends grow. But hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to see how we're doing first in order to help others. Now that's, I feel like, reflects grace. It feels like, for me, shows that you have to put a mirror up to the person you're trying to help grow. Because I don't know about you, but most of the time when I'm judging people, I don't want to say it, but yes, I am judging people, I'm very harsh with it. And then I go back and I go, Alex, you do that too. I go, oh crap, man, I messed up there. But when we go to judge others, we need to place a mirror in front of us. It needs to see where we're at. And if we were to judge someone how we would judge ourselves, I think we'd be a lot nicer with that. No? I don't know about you guys, but if I judged people like how I would, I would be a lot nicer. I don't know about you. But when, uh, with that being said, when we... Give me a second, I lost my point, where am I? All right. All right. With that being said, when we go to grace, we're called upon to be there for others. Now, let me make this a little clear. Grace is not easy, and it's definitely not fair. If you go into grace, either keeping score or remembering what other people did, Again, that's not true grace. True grace does what they can and what they want for other people when they go to take their little sister to a basketball game. They want to do it instead of their parents feeling like they have to do it. When your friend asks you to spot them 20 bucks for food, it's because you want to do it and you love them and not have to do it. And grace requires you to, it requires effort. It requires effort and it requires a lot out of you. And some may say it takes, it makes you go the extra mile. Just a little shout out to last week. So just in case you guys were keeping up with that. Um, So with that being said, I feel like in this passage, they say you need to check the speck in their eye only after you have taken out the plank in your own eye. And like I said, what that means is you have to do a self-reflection of how you are going about being there for others. And being there for others means, yes, doing unnecessary things. Yes, doing more than what your friend would do. And yes, being there when nobody else is there, when instead you want to go and you want to have fun and my friends are all hanging out, but your sister needs someone to help with chores and your sister needs someone to help take her to school. Unfortunately, grace isn't fair most of the time and grace does not always work out. But that is what God's called us to be because at the end of the day, in the New Testament, you see that God's the whole purpose for the New Testament is to show how God loved us. And if you think sometimes it's not fair, like, oh, my gosh, I paid for him 20 times. I paid for this dude 20 times. I paid for Zach 15 times already. We went to Sonic 15 times. I paid for him. Think about what God did. All right. I don't know about you, or not God, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'd rather pay for Zach 15 times than go dine across. I don't know about that. I don't know about you, but that's that's what I uh that's what I feel like. Because some money that's nothing. Money that's nothing. But dying on a cross is pretty freaking crazy in my opinion. Um so if we want to walk out how God walked out, we are to be how God was. And yes, you're gonna fail, and yes, you're not gonna be perfect, but Jesus knows that already. And Jesus' grace blesses you anytime, anywhere, any place. Where in places, but whatever. Um, he knows what happens before you even do it. And he's already forgiving you, just like that. Boom. You're all good to go. Um, and so, it is hard to do that because we are never going to be perfect. And you are going to mess up. And I messed up. But, if we, t- or if we are to be like we want to be, a culture, to be after God, we need to be able to be there. And if we slip up, it's okay, because if we've shown that we have grace for others, those others should have grace for us as we show grace for them. And yeah, Amen. 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 Amen.